So we'll pick up on Yerches Amad Aleph again. So we had these two shitas. Um, well, we'll just go outside. We did them already uh, inside uh, twice, I think. We had the two shitas, whether you say yesh lavad ba'emtza or ain lavad ba'emtza. We had a Mishnah or a Brisa in support of each tzad. We had the, the Mishnah, of the, or the Brisa rather, of the two koros by the Mavoy, where they don't quite reach in the middle. As long as they're within three tfachim, the Brisa says that's good enough. So there you see yesh lavad ba'emtza. The other shita says that doesn't prove anything about sukkah because that's specifically by a mavui because that's a dinder abanan that you don't even need the korah at all. So the abanan said we make you use the korah, but we'll let you use this. We'll let you. Um, we'll let you use lavud beemtsa because it's a derabanan. It's a special leniency by this derabanan of the mavui. But in general, that shita would say there's not a raya to lavud beemtsa. The reason or the source for the other shita of saying. Uh, was the case of the Aruba Babais, where you have Tuma in a house and there's a skylight in the house. And the skylight is very small. It's even a tefach or even less than a tefach. We say, if there's Tuma in the house, of course the whole house becomes Tommy because of Tomas Ohel. However, anything underneath that skylight will not become Tommy because that's not really in the house. That's under the skylight, under the Aruba. So there you see that we're not closing it up, even though it's less than a tefach. Um, we do not close it up. So there you see Ain lavud beemta. That was the that was the raya for the shita that says ain lavud beemta. What does the other shita do with that mishnah? He says that specifically by tuma that we say ain lavud beemta. Uh, that's the halacha of Shemitzina. By by tuma is that lavud only works min hatzad. However, by sukkah says that says this shita that by sukkah lavud beemta would work. It's only by tuma that it does not work. Fine. That was that mechlekes. Then we had and we'll pick up now these these uh, drushas that uh, Rabbi Yehuda Bar Eloi um, gave. So we'll pick up Yurchas Amar Aleph. It's about two-thirds of the way down the Amud. The first word on the line is Lahu. First word on the line is Lahu, two-thirds of the way down. First word is Lahu, and then there's a dot, at least in my Gemara, in my print. And then it says, Darash Rabbi Yehuda Bar Eloi. Rabbi gave the following drasha. A house that has an opening in the roof, and you put tzach on the opening, it's kosher. So we know this from the Mishnah. Why is exactly Rabbi Yudah giving this drasha? Maybe he's just teaching the Mishnah. I don't know. But he gave this drasha. He said, if you have an opening in the roof, and you filled in, <coughs> you filled in the opening with um, kosher tzach, it's kosher. But he didn't give very many details. He didn't give any details at all. So, Amr Lafan of Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yossi said to Rabbi Yudabar Eloi, Rabbi, Parish, Rabbi, explain what you're saying. You gave a very broad statement. You didn't give any details. Uh, when is it kosher? Is it always kosher? So, so Rabbi Yudabar Eloi responded, Kach Parish Abba. This is how my father explained it. Arba Amos Pesula. If there's a distance of four Amos or more from the wall to where the Shach is, then it's possible. But Pachas Arba Amos Kshera, if it's less than four amos, um, if it's less than four amos from the wall to the opening, then it's kosher. We know that's what the Mishnah tells us. We have Dofen Akuma. Good. Drasha Mudabarilai. Mudabarilai gave another drasha. Avruma, these little fish. Sharia, they are kosher. You're allowed to eat them. So we know these fish is a min, it's a species of fish that's kosher. But the problem is, or the concern might have been, 
then there may be shratim or non-kosher fish or other non-kosher shratim, actually shratim are not kosher, that sort of hang out in the same places as these fish. And it could get mixed in. When you're eating a bunch of these fish, you could be mixed in with them little shratim and you won't be able to, you won't be able to pick them out. So therefore you would think, or there's a chashash maybe, um, that it's not that, you're not that you're not allowed to have these avruma fish. If you read the Bari Loi, he says avruma sharia. It's mutter to eat these avruma fish. In other words, we do not seem to be concerned. We are not concerned about the shrotzim being mixed in. So Amar Lefon of Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yossi said to him, Rabbi Parish, Rabbi, could you explain what you're saying? You're giving a very broad statement again. How can you say that avruma fish are you're allowed to eat them? So again, he says kach Amar Abba. This is how my father explained it. Shalmakam ploni asur. The rumor fish from that place is asur. However, shalmakam ploni muteres. If you get the rumor fish from a different place, that other place, then it's mutter. So now he's already specifying that in one location, a rumor from one location is, is asur, a rumor from a different location is mutter. So now the Gemara is <coughs> going to bring a, a similar instance where you had a different kind of fish that also was only mutter from a certain area, but not from a different area, with the same kind of a chashash, that there may be shiratsim mixed in with the fish. Kihad Amr Abaye, like Abaye said, Haitzachanta, these other kind of, also a, a min kosher, it's a, it's a dog kosher, it's a kosher kind of fish. So these tzachanta, the bav nahara, of the bav river, sharia, they are mutter. You'll have to eat them. Again, there's no concern of shiratsim being mixed in with them. My taima, how can we, why would it be mutter? Why are we not concerned about shiratsim? Maybe, if you'll say, the reason we're not worried is because the water rushes very fast in the Bav River, the Haidag Tame, and these non-kosher fish, these Shratim, Kevan de Les Lechut HaShidra. Since they do not have a spine, Lomotzikoim, they cannot survive in fast-rushing water like the, Bav, um, like the Bav River. Maybe that's why we're not concerned. Maybe that's the reason. That's not true, because the Hakkah Chazin on the Kai. Because we see that shrotim without a spine do survive in fast rushing rivers. So obviously the reason why it's mutter is not because of the fast rushing water. That's not the reason that we're not concerned. El Mishum Dimalichimaya. Maybe the reason is because the water is salty, it's salt water. The high dog tame and these non kosher fish came into less like kilfi, since they do not have scales, lomatsikoi, they cannot survive in the salt water. So maybe that's why you're allowed to have the tzachanta fish from the Bav River, because the Bav River is salt water, and maybe non-kosher fish don't survive in salt water, and that's why there's no concern of shiratsum getting mixed in. Maybe that's the reason. The Gemara says, no, but we see that non-kosher fish, the shiratsum, do survive in salt water. So the salt water is not helping us either. So we still don't know why you're allowed to eat the tzachanta from the Bav River. It must be, rather it's because the low marbe tinaihu dog tame, because the silt of that river does not nourish or does not allow for these dog tame to survive. It's not an environment, just the, the general, the nutrients that are, that are uh, naturally occurring in that Bav river are not conducive for dog tame to survive. And that's why there's no concern of, dog, of, of any kind of shiratsum being mixed in with these tzachanta fish in the Bav River, because the Bav River doesn't allow for non-kosher fish to survive in its environment. Uh, where do you use, 
one for the plunge yesterday was it breed maybe it yeah breed. could be that works yeah I don't know. I remember we were trying to find yeah it's breed. not a habitat for them you know whatever yeah Um, these, I, I just wasn't sure. Are these struts in, just a, a technical question, are these struts in, like, they're attached to the fish? They're in the fish? Like, is it like some of like, the question about the salmon, like, with the bugs, like, you know, that they had in, 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 this, in the wild salmon? When, when we were learning the Gemara, I was thinking more of the controversy years ago with the, uh, with the catching the dolphins with the tuna. Yeah. I, I was kind of thinking that, too. That's what I was thinking also. But maybe it's, I, I don't know, I mean, Rashi said... We looked in Rashi yesterday. Rashi says they're not nicker. Says they're not nicker. Yeah, which yeah, I, I don't know exactly. Like you said, maybe like like Rashi said, it's kind of like when you they would catch a net, they would just catch everything. It'd be hard to see what's what. You have tuna, you know, uh, you know, maybe like you said, you have a dolphin mixed with the tuna. Maybe that kind of idea. But here, it sounds like they're smaller. It says ain't a nicker, but maybe these well, are a nicker because they look the same. I don't know. Like we always say, it has to be nicker to the to the to the eye. Uh, in, in Nicker, I guess it means that you won't be able to find it, but technically, you, if you find it, you'll be able to see it. That's uh, what it yeah. sounds like, because you're right. We know the shrots, and uh, we sort of know that. And then the bugs in the water, you can see, you can see. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Um, but, yeah. Uh, right, either way. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Um, and then the guard just sort of ends off. Right. So now we've established that when, when Ravida Bailai Sorry, now we're ready on to Abaye. When Abaye said that these Tachanta fish from the Bav River are permitted to eat, reason is because we're not going to turn the Veshratzim because the environment of the Bav River is not conducive for the Shratzim to survive. So they're, just not, they're not going to be there. However, Omar Avina, Ravina says Vahidna, but nowadays it's different. Meaning back in those days, yeah, you could, the environment was not conducive for the, for the Shratzim. However, nowadays, Vahidna, nowadays, Jishafchi Nahar Eson. Now the Nahar Eson, the river Eson and the river Gamda that flow into this river, into the Bav River. Asira, now it's Asir. In other words, they sort of dug out canals or whatever they did. They, they redirected those rivers, the Eson River and the Gamda River, into the Bav River. So now the Bav River no longer has its own self-contained environment. Now it's getting these shratsim coming from other rivers where they do survive, so now you very well could have shratsim mixed in with the tzachanta fish, so now you're not allowed to have the tzachanta fish because there could be shratsim mixed in. Yeah. Okay. New Gemara. And now we're going to get back to sukkah. We're going to have a new um, a new halacha mashimisinai coming up called Pi Tikra Yored Visosin. This comes up in Hilchus Erevin. The Pi Tikra means the edge, the P, the mouth, right, of the Tikra. The Tikra is the roof. The, the edge of the roof. Pi Tikra Yored Visosin. It comes down and closes off. That this is a rule that, I mean, we're going to see when it applies, when it doesn't apply in the Chlokas, but just understand the concept of it. You have a roof that comes out and there's no wall. Let's say there's no wall at the end of the roof. So P. Tikra, Yorid Vesosim, tells us that the end of the wall, P. Tikra, the end of the wall, the end of the ceiling, sorry, the end of the roof, Yorid, it goes down, Vesosim, and it closes it off. That even though it's wide open, there's no wall here. You have a roof, like an, think of it like an awning. You have an awning that sticks out, there's no wall coming down, but we, in, using, this is a halachic, uh, halachic that there is P. Tikra, the end of the wall, 
the end of the ceiling, tikra, the ceiling, end of the ceiling, yard, besosin, it comes down and it closes it off, it creates a halachic wall. And this comes up in Hilchus Erevin. I'm not passing it here, but I, with, when it comes to Erevin, you, you have an overhang. Sometimes, again, I don't know the Matthias, when exactly, when it works, when it does not work, but you could have that an overhang, um, even though there's no wall there, it's considered within the Rosh Hashayachid, um, because you have this thing sticking out, and we use this pizza or same that effectively, halachically closes it off. Okay? So now we're going to see whether we can invoke that by sukkah or not in different situations. Um, and we discussed before, when you have a mechitza um, tzluya, we discussed that whole machlokis. That whole machlokis, if you hold pizza of Yerzosin, you shouldn't never need that in mechitza tzluya. You don't even need, like, a, a, a so, partial wall hanging down. Yes, but P. Tikra, there are certain requirements when you can use it and when you cannot use it. I think the, the, the ceiling has to be a certain size. I think it has to be a certain thickness to the ceiling in order to, to say you're advisosing. So I'm not sure if they're necessarily talizabazah. It could be that where one of them might work, the other one might not work. Um, it's an interesting point, but I, I think they're not necessarily operating always under the same rules. Um, we had before the case of... Uh, so that would be a case of, I think, Pete Tikra, no? Even though there's no walls, if the Pesach extends from a sukkah with walls, we look at it as it's good. Right. I'm not sure if that's using Pete Tikra, Yard Vesosia, or that's just because because Pesach is part of the sukkah. I, I, it could be using the same rule, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay, I, it could be. Uh, let's see. Okay, let's see how the Gemara goes with this. Now that we sort of threw that out there. Itmar. It was stated. If you put Tzach on top of the Achsadra, on top of these um, awnings, right? So think of it the way we've been talking about where you have a um, you have a courtyard, a bunch of houses going around the courtyard, and they have awnings, right? These overhangs going around in front of all the houses. And in the middle, you have an open area. So you put Tzach on top of the Achsadra, covering over that whole common area in the middle, you cover it over with schach. But you're right, you have these awnings going around the perimeter, right? The awnings from the houses go around the perimeter and you cover the middle with schach. Sheyesh la pitzimen. And it has in it posts, meaning the front of each awning, it, it sticks out, but in the front of the awnings, there's these posts, right? A lot of houses, you have an awning, but in the front of the awning, sort of, there are these pillars, or you have sticks whether they're, you know, architecturally holding up the thing or they're just decorative, it doesn't really matter, but you have posts and on the front of the awnings. Okay, so you have the awnings. To, yeah, there is a picture. If you have the picture, Gemara, there is a picture, but I think you can understand. Um, right, you have an awning, and the, right here's the house back here, and then the end of the awning, but the end of the awning has posts, right, coming across in the front. So, Kishayra, so then it's kosher. Now Rashi points out these patimin, these posts, are within three tfachim of each other. So you have a post and a post and a post, right? Every three tfachim or 2.9 tfachim, you have another post. So it's kosher. We understand why is it kosher, because once the patimin, these posts, are within three tfachim, then Lovewood closes them up, and now you have a wall, right? You have a wall made up of a Lovewood wall. We've, to, right, we've learned about this. You can make a, a wall of posts, one next to the next, as long as you're within Lovewood range. So as long as you, if you have these patimin, you have posts, it's kosher. However, if you do not have posts in the front of these awnings, so then it's, um, so then you have a machlokas. Abayi Omar Kshera, Abayi says it's still kosher. Even without the posts, it's kosher. 
Rabbi Omar Psula, Rabbi says, no, it's possible. So obviously you can't use a loved wall anymore over here because there's no ptimin. If you have ptimin, so you, you have a loved wall. So of course it's kosher. If you don't have ptimin, so Rabbi says it's possible. You don't have a wall. Abaye says it's kosher. Why would Abaye say it's kosher? So let's see. The Gemara says, keep reading. Abaye, Omar, Kasher. Abaye says it's kosher. Turn to Talmud Beis. Amrin on pitikra yorid v'silsim. We can use the rule of pitikra yorid v'silsim. That the end of the awning, there's no wall there. It's just an end of an awning, but we can close it off. Pitikra, the end of the awning, yorid v'silsim. It comes down, it closes it off, and now we have a wall of a sukkah. And that's why Abaye says kosher. The Rava Omar, what's the Omar line? Let's read one more line. But Rava Omar, Rava says, no, Psula, it's possible, because we're not going to say the rule of Pitikra Yard with Sosim. Yeah. But what are we talking about here? Are we talking about, uh, you know, a, a, a the first wall of the Sukkah, a second wall, a third wall? All three. You know, what, what do you mean by all three? You have a, a Chatzar, you have houses going around three sides of the Chatzar. They all have these outside. Yeah, yeah, if you have a picture, I mean, I don't know if you have the picture, Gamara, or not, but, um, no. yeah, I'll, I'll hold it up for you for a second. Okay, and then you answer my question. I just want to know, if you're talking about them, all the sides. All the sides. Yeah, okay, okay, fine. What happens to the case of our Mishnah of the Aksadra? Oh, so... It just says, like, if it's not Amos, it's Potol, if it's not Amos, it's good. Right, so here, very good. In our Mishnah, it says, if the Aksadra is less than four Amos, so then it's kosher alts dofen akuma. So here, I think Rashi points out, and I should have pointed it out, but Rashi points out, unless the Gemara is going to say later on, obviously we're talking about that it's more than four amos. Because if you were within four amos, then Rashi says, the bottom Rashi, there's a few on Rashi. If you look at the end, the second line from the bottom of Rashi, the end of the line, obviously we're talking about where it's more than four amos, like you said. If it's less than four amos, you have Dofen Akuma, no problem. So here we're talking about where it's more than four amos. So you're out of Dofen Akuma range. You don't have Fatimin, so you don't have a love adoption. So what do you do? So Rava says, you're out. You don't have Dofen Akuma, you don't have Lavud, goodbye. Abaye says, no, I have another idea for you. You don't have Lavud, that's true. You don't have Dofen Akuma, that's also true, because you're out of Dofen Akuma range. But I can bring in Pitikra Yard Vesosin. I'm saying I'm bring that in. I'm just only discussing Dofen Akuma. Right, okay. Wait, wait a second. I'm trying to get something here. You're saying you have schach in the middle of this open area that's surrounded by the chatzah and the chatzah of the chatzah, right? Yes. So, so obviously the schach reaches from one chatzah to the other chatzah, right? Yes. Right. So why, why, why do we say Tikra you're associated by the end of the schach? I mean, no. if it's all, it's all one sheet, right? It's all... If one thing, if it was like there was an empty open space, then I can understand why we say Pitikra Yodhisosin. Like if there was nothing else continuing after the roof, so then that, 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 that. Pitikra means that the end of the, of the, this overhang, right? End of this awning, yeah. we're going to close it off, right? But it's, even though it's resting on, even though when you continue, the stock continues, it's continuing onto the Chsadra. Right? Yeah, so, but the awning is a different material. At, at, you're going to see that the wall, it continues, it's as if there's a wall right at the beginning of the Achsadra where the Schach ends. It's not where the Schach ends, it's where the, it's where the Achsadra ends. Pitikra means the end of the Achsadra. Oh, oh, not, not the Schach. Right, no, yeah, no, we're not creating walls from the Schach. 
uh, we're creating walls from the Achsadra. And one second, Rashi says something. Um, I saw it. I, maybe the Gemara is later going to give some some clarifications. Um, they have to they have to have a certain thickness. I don't think you could do such a thing with schach. I, I hear where you're going, I think. Maybe you're going to say, so just make, I mean, the Gemara is going to sort of get to this, but not directly. So then I just put up, you know, just sort of make a frame of four poles, just hold up my schach somehow, and then use pitikra all around, right? The end of my schach comes down. So there are certain rules how to create a pitikra. Um, and we'll, maybe we'll see some of the requirements. I mean, the truth is we're going to answer this partially tomorrow, Rosh Hashem. But that's the concept. The P-Tikra, we'll see a little bit more details of when you can use it, when you can't use it, you know, even when even a bay won't let you use it. Um, but you see, Rava didn't let you use it at all. Yeah? So you look like you want to say something. No, but I don't want to interrupt you because it's not on this. Oh, okay, so let me start. You have your pictures over there? Yeah. Take a look at the four pictures right before this of the Aruba. Tell me where the Aruba is. I don't know why they do that. I don't know why they do that. It's on the side, on all four pictures. I don't know why they do that. I, I, I don't understand it. Yeah, you see what he's looking at. There's the Aruba. I don't know why they put it so close to the side. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, 